1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDSE.
2: Roll out to all of you. You know what we could do? We could we could do it like a, um um like, what do you do with your therapist? Word association. Ready? So I'll just say a word and you guys say the first word to come to mind. Okay. Like, let's. Let's uh, let's practice. Ready?
1: You think that's what therapy is? By the way, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs>
2: I'm playing word <That's>...
1: association.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna. That's say... the best
1: part of the whole pod. That's the header.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> say. Ready? One, two, three. Sun, moon,
0: mother. <laughs> They're all gonna be mother for me, Tim. You said it was therapy. <laughs>
2: Fifty years of music with fifty-year-old white guys <laughs> uh, fellas, how are you with the with the newest member of the team, Romeo?
0: Yes, I brought the puppy dinner.
2: Waggon. He's got a lot of strong Dale. opinions about
0: 2003.
2: He's got some. He's got thoughts. Does he? Um,
0: he was like Tim's selection for this year sucks. I need to come <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> so speaking of dogs, we got our host has got the hair of the dog. He is sick as a dog. Uh, it's yeah. Mister Tim Plain. This podcast is being recorded in battle
2: conditions in Nashville, North Carolina. Right, but not m- hair of the dog usually implies that I've had a hard night drinking. Well, I was trying to make you cooler than you are. I know. Uh, yeah, no, I am just like <laughs> sick, sick, like. Well, you made the mistake of
1: going taking children on a trip.
2: That'll do it every time. Oh yeah, yeah. man, petri yeah. dish. Six six days, uh, five days on a bus with seventy five seniors in high school hitting D.C. But now I am back. Uh, I am sick, sick, sick. I had a a one oh one point five fever on Sunday, and, and I don't think. Fifty-two year olds are supposed to get fevers that high. I don't know. That's a bad fever um, for but, um, for men had, of a
1: certain age.
2: I had shivers and and it it was a mess. So I'm did you have of, a little?
1: Did you have a little bell you could ring to get I, stuff for yourself? Dude, <laughs> I went to <laughs> bed at
2: four p.m. Sunday night and woke up at noon. Didn't get out of bed till noon on Monday. I mean, uh, I was. Arrest. Helen's like, should I check on him?
1: That's funny. Um, but so then she decided to not to that's it that's dude listen don't
0: mess with success yeah so (laughs) the uh
2: (laughs) the podcast it's now we've never we've never cut it this tight before gentlemen it is 6 37 on tuesday night this thing needs to be posted by 8 a.m so no edits
1: no edits. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are hearing is the raw unexpurgated director's cut of the 2003 that's podcast.
0: So, that's why it's 7 hours. Typically that's, right. that's about how long it takes us to get an hour of usable content.
1: Wait till you hear how smooth we are in one take. This is going to be great. Kim, I'm going to remind you now that you're you're coughing yeah, and sniffling so sorry. So keep I'm that sorry. try to keep that to a minimum. Well, I,
2: and I think what we need to do is is just all promise each other that this is gonna be the sad, somber podcast tonight. And we're not gonna make each other laugh at all. It's just gonna be like <laughs> So nothing, nothing
1: different for our <laughs> listeners. No laughing.
2: <gasps> okay, that almost that almost all right. I'll try. Out. Um, so this is I'm bringing you the the Michael Jordan flu game right now, as I was uh, gonna say, as the co-host. And uh let's get started right off the bat with the Grammy-winning album of 2003. Ben Barton, what's our constant complaint about
0: the Grammy voters? Too old, go with, the, and too weird, but basically they go with the retro acts. Excellent. It's the Grammy winner. Speaker Box, The Love Below by OutKast. Surely this will be different.
1: Ready for action? Nip it in the bud. We never relaxing. Outcast is everlasting. Not clashing, not at all. But see, my nigga went to do a little actin' Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one pass pass 'em. Drip, drip drop, There it goes an air Now you coming out the side of your face? We tapping right into your memory bank. Thanks. So click at the ticket. Let's see your seatbelt fastin' Trunk rattling like two midgets in the back seat rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tank, make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that bass? But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that bass? all right was this
2: uh was this a makeup call did, did they really regret not picking the previous outcast album
0: I have now, no idea, but this album was a much, 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 much bigger hit. And also the um, Hey Ya yeah was just was a crossover hit where they were like, well, that sounds like a Prince song. And that was what hooked them for sure.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. How great does that sound?
0: I mean, oh that... my God, the, I forget. I mean, so the, uh, the chorus is so
1: boom, boom, unbelievably
0: boom. catchy. The chorus Uh, is such an earworm that you forget how great the verse is. So I don't know. It honestly sounds like a different song.
1: I don't know if you remember the video, but the video features a particularly attractive woman standing next to an automobile for the vast majority of it. And my friend told me a hilarious story of um, uh, this: the woman who was in the video worked out in the same uh, gym that he did in Atlanta. Okay. and And he tried to... He tried to make a move by going up to her and saying, Hey girl, I saw your video. She's like, Oh, you mean the outcast video? He's like, No, no, I mean your video. <laughs> Sadly it didn't work. She <laughs> was like, Thank you very much. Aww. I just love that I love that like to run into the woman in the the way you move video this is just part of his life story. Pretty good.
2: Now I gotta Google that. The way you move video got it <laughs> I wonder what she's doing now maybe some listener will bump into her at another Atlanta uh, maybe workout so. maybe my so. guess
1: my guess is real estate
2: that's my guess okay good call good call um let's get into the events of 2003 you may recall a war against Iraq Saddam Hussein being captured by the United States Army Ben Barton where was he when he was captured?
0: I believe the technical term is spider hole. Isn't that where he was? Wasn't he in a spider hole?
2: He was in a spider hole. And,
0: and Timmy, I I get confused sometimes with movies. Did he become Spider-Man? Is that what he happened? Did, did he get bit Spider-Man. by a radioactive Iraqi spider?
2: Nope. He was uh, hiding in a spider hole with, uh, I think, $500,000 of U.S. banknotes and AK-47 and a Glock uh, and, and a U.S. Army soldier. Uh, whacked him in the mouth with the butt of his M16 and pulled him out of the spider hole, and then. That's
1: uh, like finding the the boardwalk monopoly piece in McDonald's monopoly, you I know, mean, when you're like, oh yeah,
0: no, dude, when your Seriously. spider hole has Saddam Hussein in it, you're like, hey, I win. Uh, Honestly, that's such a great call, chap. And also, that guy, his his the sergeant was like. Dude, did you clear all the holes? He was like, Yeah, sure, I did. He's like, Don't bullshit me with the clear. All. Like, Get in there, make sure. He's like, Dude, they're all these filled with cobwebs. What am what I doing? Like, seriously, this is what this is my job now. My current working job is to go through and look at dirty holes. And he's like, Yeah, that's your job. That's What's your doing. job. Stop, stop lip. And then he's like, Yeah, hey, I found some." <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god uh good stuff um ben i'm also going to come at you for this in june 23 june uh 23rd the supreme court announced that it's a uh, a ruling on affirmative action do you remember the ruling in 2003
0: yeah that's the michigan case right yes i forgot the name uh, maybe it's Bollinger is Guter Bollinger something like that yeah. yeah that's a yeah, that's a really famous one seriously endangered in your 2022. That seems very very likely to go next uh, next term.
2: So affirmative action was upheld in 2003 uh, that that one an institution could take race into consideration along with other factors yeah. in in determining their the makeup of their student body in higher education.
0: Yeah, it's a great I mean, it's a great story like Michigan laid the groundwork for it they knew there was going to be a lawsuit they did all of the work They had a bunch of studies underlaying it they built like the perfect system. It wasn't um, one where they just threw it at the wall, and then they just buried the Supreme Court under data and analysis showing. Um, And, and, uh, and so yeah, it's going to be it'll be a shame, uh, if and when the Supreme Court gets rid of it. I mean, on the the other hand, so here's what I'll say though, is that the, the Michigan studies really show broad diversity. Um, and it's a, it's not good to basically just boil it down to be like all that matters is racial diversity. I mean, right. racial diversity is amazing, and I'm not anti that. And of course, I'm super pro gender diversity too. But you really want to get a full mix of folks, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But that being said, to get a full mix of folks, you have pretty much have to take race into account. I mean, look yep. what happened in Texas and California. If you don't take race into account, uh, bad things happen pretty quick.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the year after the University of California was prevented from keeping from using race as a consideration. Only 14 African American men were accepted to the University of California, Berkeley in the incoming class the next 14, 14 individual people. Yeah. That's not that's not that's the diversity you're looking for.
2: Not a lot. Not a lot. Oh um all right. Uh we also have um bizarre non non-sequitur. Uh Johnny Depp. <laughs> that
1: is Great. a non-sequitur
2: earns an Oscar nomination for supporting actor. What role?
1: It's got to be Pirates, right? Is Is it Pirates Pirates. of the Caribbean where he played Keith Richards? And so
2: I ask you, was that really a Keith Richards impersonation?
1: Oh, my God. Down to the like skeletons hanging from his head. I mean, it's so good that Keith Richards kind of became Johnny Depp doing him after that like keith richards became more like johnny depp's keith richards after seeing that movie than he was before the movie came out
0: it's so great clear about it too he's been like oh yeah yeah, that's keith richards
2: he he's like i'm doing this as keith richards yeah totally it was a great call it made the movie
1: like so much more entertaining to have that just be buried like because keith richards you could argue is the closest thing we've had in in the modern western world to a pirate you know, he keeps weird hours, he takes what he wants, he doesn't play okay. by anybody's rules. Okay. Like he's beloved everywhere he goes, even though he's a uh, scallywag. I mean, he's <laughs> it's a I thought I thought that was that was a brilliant move on Depp's part.
2: Wait, so when you guys saw the movie, so I saw the movie and I thought, oh, Johnny Depp is brilliant. I never thought of Keith Richards because I did Oh, I know. did five oh, I seconds did like totally. he
1: walked on stage and you said did. his first line, and I turned to somebody it was like, Keith Richards awesome and oh, then it just hilarious. got better after oh that's that.
2: hilarious that you had that right from the get-go that's awesome uh i wonder if there's got to be someone on youtube who's put together like videos comparing like a side oh bike like bike. an a and b yeah. i'm sure
1: there is I'll go check that out you know what i did that for megan slankard and this the uh female lead in tangled the disney movie yes yes you remember tangled the, yeah, Rapun- the rapunzel rapunzel sure. she <laughs> You cannot if you know Megan, you cannot watch that movie and not think that they like somebody knows her, uh, the Disney crew because
2: oh that's the hilarious. A, the a b of those two people is hilarious. Oh, awesome. um all right, uh, sad news and I'm sure I'm gonna ask you to to reach back into your your memories, but it was the two thousand three where we had the station nightclub fire in warwick rhode island oh yeah great white remember the story great white took the stage um and they had some pyrotechnics go off uh towards the side and the um the i guess it was the speaker's insulation or something about the sound for the room that caught on fire and within a minute the stage was just engulfed well,
1: also the ceiling a low ceiling low and it wasn't ceiling. it wasn't fire protected, like the ceiling burst into flames consistently so, uh, too so. 100
2: people died uh, in that fire. Uh, I think 300 had some sort of uh, injury from it. So just a horrible, horrible night. And I'm wondering, like, I know surely before 2003, I was going into clubs to see bands and I would I would make a mental note of the exits. And I'm wondering, can you think I guess you don't have to mention any names, but can you think of any places you've played or seen concerts where you're like, oh dear God, if anything were to go haywire?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, most places have one door in the front, <laughs> you know, like the long hallway. Um, yeah. The 12 galaxies in San Francisco, which is no longer with us, felt like a fire trap every time I went into it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that so works. I don't worry about fires, but we had several different experiences in bonnaroo where basically they do a really nice job at bonnaroo they have a separate pit area that you have to wait in line for but if the act gets big enough yeah it can be a real mess getting into the pit and we had one and the thing that made it super noticeable was that it was it was a couple's thing so india was there and a couple of other female friends were there and the four guys that i was with we formed like a circle with the women in the middle and we were still just like bobbing in a sea of humanity and Yikes. um like super 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 tight uh and so that, that that gets a little frightening
1: yeah i've been to a couple of punk shows like that for sure
0: do you get out or do you stay with it and go with it you can't go anywhere you can't go anywhere it's such yeah. a massive humanity that you just like hope that it ends
1: you just have out. to stay zen and and breathe and keep oh, your arms away from no. you that yeah is- i don't like it i'm not yeah. like yeah but uh and i'm less likely to. ben is braver than i am i'm less likely now to put myself in that situation i'm like you know it looks okay from the 50 yard line too
2: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i don't know if i like people that much to be there although i will say you know who i like dan Meir. listener dan Mir uh texted us and and i hate the fact that you guys aren't on the um the Twitter feed. So you don't get messages, you don't get the Facebook messages, Uh, but he he wrote to us and he said, Hey guys, I've been catching up on the podcast during my runs. Love to hear music and laugh along with you. Missed hearing you today on my 17 miler since I actually caught up last week. So I said, Oh my God, great. You've been listening for that long and you've caught up. This is great. Uh, And he says, I did want to say thanks for bringing in level 42. Not sure if you're serious or doing it for laughs, but they're one of my favorite bands, especially the stuff before Something About You. And, and, quiet, please. And especially thanks for being relatable humans when lots of folks aren't. So
1: for-
0: thanks, Dan. I mean, the thing that I love is you start by saying, since you can no, not verify that this is a real person, you have you have no access to this information, there's a guy whose name is Golda. I mean, Dan Mir, And this guy, I'm going to give a personal detail so you think it's real. He runs yeah. 17 miles. Not not, miles, not. And, not and, like he just caught off, and it's weird. He loves level 42. These are the things that you need to know about Dan Mir. <laughs> Very specific with the mileage. If I know. said ten
2: miles. You would have doubted. No, the seventeen shit.
0: miles really brought it to me. But I'm on to you, man. I am on to you. By the way, he's either made up by you or he's like a level forty-two underling. <laughs> Maybe he's, yeah, he, he's in the band. He
2: might actually be the, the manager of level well, forty-two. This guy,
0: I mean, this guy has to be our
2: vintage, right? Because he he knows he's he's pre something about you, level forty-two.
1: Yeah, that's a level, all
2: right. <laughs> that really is. So, that's like level forty-one. Dan to clarify, my love for level 42 is real. There are, we have no doubt about your love, Timmy. <laughs> there are some non-believers on the podcast. Although I think Ben, you've run seven, you've run marathons before, right? I have, yeah. 17 yeah. miles a long way. Yeah, have you ever run 17 miles. No,
1: uh, 13 and a half is my longest.
2: Well, oh, 17 miles, Dan. So I'm, I'm hoping you're on a long run right now listening to this and uh, the 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. want you to let you know to keep on plugging away.
1: Because there's something about you. That's <laughs> <Let's go>. us
2: <laughs> And we're back. That's nice. Let's Smooth know. as glass. Uh, I, uh, I thought of going uh, to Syracuse um, nice. and their journalism school, broadcast journalism, but Anyways, uh, we're going to get to our number one selling album of 2003. Quite a, quite a one-two punch here with the Grammy yeah. and the number one. It's the number one album.
1: Get rich or die trying by 50
2: Cent. Go, Woo! go, 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 go. Shawty. It's your birthday. We're going party
0: like it's your birthday. We're going sip a coffee like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck because that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. Not a full of bug, but money I got... Goddamn. And Dre, Eminem was the number one hit last year, right? Yeah. Dre is just... Yeah. On, on fire. fire. On fire. Yeah. When does he roll out his uh, headphones? It's yeah, another... Uh, six or seven years yeah not far okay
1: you remember it's during the all-star game like for if it's during the home run derby and they get Iavine, lebron james and dr dre in the booth with chris berman and he's like so i'm here with three people who i don't know and they're gonna plug something and like they they throw the mic to lebron he's like I'm here with my good friend, Jimmy Iovine, and we're talking about Beats Headphones. It was the funniest (laughs) attempt to just like casually, like to do like an NBA on TNT style rollout of Beats Headphones. I got to find that on YouTube and watch it again. I was laughing so hard.
2: That is great. Is
1: this album cover the the high point of the toxic masculine gangster rap rap, Nadir, is the 50 Cent album cover with the bullet holes like the 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 low point,
0: I don't know, man. There's some DMX ones where they're kind of yeah kinda, like, snarling, um, but yeah, no. With the bullet holes, is a lot here for sure. Yep. Um, and also it depends how you feel about it. I mean, the the, the can't wait to die or whatever the, the Biggie Smalls record Well, this <laughs> one's called get.
1: Too. This one's called get rich or die trying. That's the yeah, name but of at this
0: record. it. A, at least it has. At least it has something that's not just dying. There's another option.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: Get rich.
1: Into, in, indeed. Yeah. Get there's there's a great, I think I've already mentioned it on this cast podcast before, but Tim Fight is another Chicago rapper and he has a hilarious parody song about this album cover called I Got Shot. And it's about like, you know, having his having his AR guy shoot him in the ass so that he can sell more records. Oh, it's so uh. it's so funny. I, I gotta find it for you guys at some point. Ben, but yeah, it's great. Ben, did
2: you notice Jeff saying, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast or not. As if as if we've become just another podcast. No, I meant playing. on our podcast, not well, stop. this podcast. It so is like, true. I
1: just guested yeah. on our new friends' podcast. They do a very cool uh they do a very cool show where they take an artist, one artist at a time, and then they they uh decide what the top three songs are. This each Bill, uh, Bill
2: Noto's podcast. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. So um and y'all did um, Beck we did he did back and then they had this thing called voice of dissent when uh it's uh, the podcast is called the very best and uh if you disagree with them you they'll uh they'll let you uh go on a diatribe so they did back oh, and they did not wow. mention any songs from Odalay so that was my that well, was my I, complaint but they I, did a good job they're fun, I, it's a fun ch- show you guys should all check it out
2: you know you picked uh, sea change last week and i wasn't I fam- did i wasn't familiar with it so on the eight-hour bus ride to Washington D.C., where seventy-two seniors got me sick, um, <laughs> I listened to Sea Change, and it was Sea Change, and it was great. Oh, cool. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Really terrific stuff. Um, and we drove, what was it 81 North in the western part of Virginia? It's just that long stretch of highway where nothing happens.
0: Oh, dude. And you joined it late because you come from Carolina. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. like from Knoxville, it's, it's an hour and a half to the border of Virginia and then it's forever. It's Virginia. forever. It's it never is. really.
1: Yeah. There's I no... mean, it's one of the, one of the weird places on the East coast where you can drive in an interstate for a really long time and stay in the same state.
0: Well, you like the West coast diagonal. Oh yeah. No, yeah. let alone Texas.
1: West coast I mean... is just full of those moments. Like Nebraska on 80 is like, Eight time zones forever, but 81 in Virginia is the closest thing on the, on the East coast for sure.
2: All right. Well, real quick, uh, as long as I've brought DC up uh, so, so perfectly uh, one or two favorite things that you have to hit when you're in DC better, Jeff, who wants to go first?
0: The African American history museum. Yeah. New is just fantastic. Amazing. The hook can't recommend highly enough. Yeah. Just awesome.
2: So great. Jeff.
1: Uh, the Holocaust Museum
2: is um, devastating. And we yep. do those back to back. It's like, here's DC, <laughs> boom and boom. Uh, and then
1: you scrape them off the ground and pour them back in the van yeah. for the long drive home. That's great.
2: Um, the Library of Congress is the most beautiful building in DC. Walking into that main hall. Yeah, it's and nice. Looking up at the ceiling. Ah, oh, knocks me out every single time anything overrated in DC besides the government I mean I don't know
1: I don't know what you're fishing for there I mean I grew up there I think it's all a little overrated to be honest like people who live in DC assume nothing else happens of substance anywhere else in the world and they talk in acronyms like when I come home and have lunch with my friends, they're like, well, they are in CO did the B O B at the J O B Y. And I'm just like, the hell are you all talking about? And they say it's, it's, they had this like insider culture yeah. lingo slang. Yeah. Beltway culture. I, as somebody who moved away 30 years ago, when I come back home, it feels very self-referential and navel uh, and a little bit out of touch. I, I think that's okay. a fair criticism of DC is that it is, fascinated with itself to the point of uh, where I'm mildly irritated
0: right right it's also like for a world capital it's weirdly like uh Paris London and Tokyo are DC New York and LA Mexico City is like that too where it's like all the biggest businesses are there all the entertainment's there and the government's there what do you think about that yeah and we don't do that at all (laughs) yeah DC is just weirdly just, just like one part of it sucked out and placed there
2: Right, right, yeah, it's really bizarre. Uh, Brazil's like that, isn't it? Like, yeah, totally. Brasilia, Brazilia is uh, just government here. All right, I've got to get to a new segment. Uh, Ooh, as I was bringing
1: in- a new segment with the fever.
2: I'm in Timmy's fever dream. This yeah. comes from a fever dream. I was like, well, you know, we have we've done births of 2003 and deaths. What what if what if they had to figure out dead or alive? Was this person born in 2003 or did this person die in 2003? That I can do. Because there I was on my deathbed, not knowing if I would make it. So I'm going to give you the clues. You have to figure out who the person is. It is a person who either was born in 2003 or who died in 2000. This is a fantastic little wrinkle. I love this. Still boycotting. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, by the way I was working through the ad placements for Electrocast and Electrocast and um listening to earlier versions of this Ben where you were cleaning up in this little contest back in the day. He doesn't like to lose. He lost once and then he boycotted he for it. the rest Come of it. <laughs> Here we Come go. On. Singer Tryon, North Carolina. Female Black Jazz, soul, Jay Tandon. <laughs> so this, I knew it was gonna be hard. So this, this is okay. hard. This person died. Okay, in two thousand three. Two thousand three from Tryon, North Carolina. Tryon, North Carolina. Yeah, name a black jazz soul singer. Who did? Who did? Jazz, soul.
0: Etta James.
2: No. Yeah, I didn't know really how to describe her genre. If Jay Ten is listening right now, he's Nina Simone. Nina Simone no is correct. Oh,
1: That's... look at that.
2: All right. Next person. Singer. Nina Simone. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Female. Filipino. Trader, driver's traitor license,
1: like, like traitor to a to a cause or trader of yes. goods and services. Traitor to okay. a cause.
2: Driver's license. Deja vu. What in the oh, hell is it Olivia
0: is? Rodrigo? It is Olivia. Oh, Rodrigo. nicely nice done.
2: He was born in two thousand three. If Flannery ever, she's fantastic,
0: by the way. She's so great. Okay, Timmy, you and I are making a deal where you're going to choose her record when we get there. Oh, I, 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 I've already got it.
2: Good. Um, all right, let's see, huh? I'm going to go with this guy. Singer, male, black, Luther Vandross, soul, (laughs) large.
1: I still stick with Luther Vandross. Sex.
2: <laughs> What'd you say? Sex. Sex, large sex stole. Soul. Okay. Male. Foreplay.
1: Marvin Gaye? No, he died in 1986.
2: No. Ooh. Foreplay. Ah, uh, it's Barry White. Oh, you got to do uh release
1: all the snakes. From a Simpsons episode <laughs> where he helps Lisa save the snakes from whacking day.
2: <laughs> I just, right.
1: I listened to Barry White this morning. That's disappointing. Oh, I should have
2: got that's that. That's a yeah. shame. That's a shame. All right. Well, let's get to our three albums. Our three albums. Who goes
0: first? I think it's you, Jeff. All
2: right. Um, so
1: sometimes you'll be shocked to hear that I get things wrong. I know it'll become to an enormous surprise to the two of you and to our listeners that I'm occasionally wrong. This is a band I was wrong about. Um, uh, blew off and just couldn't find my way into until they had been pretty popular for five or six years. Uh, and I have gone back and really fallen in love with uh this record. And the reason. I couldn't do it is because sometimes the hype around a band is so much or is so seemingly so stylized that I get that kind of arms folded we'll see about that response to them before I even hear them like
2: Wait, they're stylized or the hype is stylized
1: the hype is so stylized wow. right like I
2: okay.
1: when when something's over hyped in advance for me i'm a contrarian right like i'm a gen x guy like you tell me you're about to have the greatest thing ever i'm like well we will see about that right uh for example dear listeners ben is traveling to uh copenhagen next week and where are you going ben i forgot as part to of ask your... him about this yes yes where are you me. going this part and of your uh...
0: canon and dahlia and her boyfriend are going to go to noma copenhagen which is uh sometimes ranked the best restaurant in the world
1: Right. My immediate Sometimes. reaction wow. to that, Ben telling me that was not, I'm so glad for my friend that he gets to go do this thing. My reaction in my head was like, oh, college boy.
2: Like, I can't help
0: it.
1: I can't help it. I hear that Ben wants to go to the number one restaurant in the world. What I want to do is stand outside the number one restaurant in the world with my arms folded and go and, and then go snarky. get a hot dog and yeah. be snarky about it. Right. Yeah. So, okay. this band, the problem with this band, is they had an unbelievable background story. And I mean unbelievable in the truest sense of the word. It sounded too good to be true. You've got three brothers and a first cousin whose dad is an itinerant Pentecostal preacher. And they are homeschooled by their mother as they are driven around the American South in their childhood in a broken down Oldsmobile wherever the dad can get a revival tent preaching gig these guys decide to become a rock and roll band get a major label deal and put out a record now that is a great story but i couldn't help but feel like oh come on right like i mean it's just too perfect that a bunch of dudes that grew up like following their dad's religious epiphanies around the american south would become a rock and roll band that plus the fact that they name checked thin Lizzy, the rolling stones and the clash crossed with the pixies and the velvet underground it sounded like it was made in a lab to for rock critics to love first this record came out, it, especially in Europe, people went crazy the the new music express review of this debut record. Uh, said that this is the record the Rolling Stones have been trying to make since 1968. That's Whoa. heavy, Whoa. heavy praise. So I gave it a cursory listen and I was like, man, that's fine, but whatever. And the problem was the second record was not very good. And the third record was a big experimental swing and miss. Two or three really great tracks and a bunch of half-baked half cooked ideas so i never really had an opportunity to get back on the train in the fourth record their fourth record came out in 2008 and i actually put it on by accident i think maybe maybe ben sent it to me or somebody told me to listen to it and i was grading papers and i just put it on and by the fifth song i was like oh i love this right like where where where's this been my whole life Right, right i went back to the first record and I love it. It's actually my favorite Kings of Leon record, which is my band of uh, for two thousand three, Youth and Young Manhood, made by three brothers and a first cousin. Uh, in two thousand and three, uh, they put out an EP with a bunch of these songs on it, but they re-recorded it and did a better version of it. This is a great little kick-ass rock and roll record. I love how unassuming it is. I love how. How tight the recording is there's almost no reverb on it. It sounds like it was recorded with one microphone and a half an hour, but not in a lo fi way but just in a very basic simplistic like these guys are just learning how to play and rather than cover it all up with a bunch of overdubs and crap, you just hear a bunch of kids learning how to play music together. I believe the bass player is 15 years old when this is recorded, and he's putting dots on the frets to know where to put his hands because he's such a rudimentary player. Wow. Doesn't matter at all because these guys are great songwriters. They have great taste and they don't get in their way, right? And they do get in their way in albums two and three, like it's a little too much. And then I really love that fourth record. It's like only for the night or whatever it's called. Anyway, Kings of Leon go on to be a huge band, they fall apart, they come back together, they fall apart. But the I think the place to start is this great little 12-song, 35-minute record with one little three-minute banger after another. Um, because of because of where I live, I'm gonna play California Waiting for my song. But there's uh there's a bunch of great little songs on this record. And uh if if you love Kings of Leon, I get it. If uh if you don't really like Kings of Leon because like me, you uh, you you know avoided the hype and then they became too big. Um, you're missing out because this is great stuff. And here's California waiting from the first Kings of Leon record.
0: Youth and Young Manhood by Kings of Leon.
2: i know what I'm a given of
1: Sorry, I can't grab the little the little fader button. That's being a pain in the ass. So (laughs) that's my bad edit, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah, that's all right. That's all right, and 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 it's okay because they're already forgiving us because I'm sick. Uh, Ben, did you send the fourth album to Jeff?
0: Oh, dude. So. I'm going to take a little mini victory lap here. Yeah. So on he multiple as loca- on as multiple well, he should. On multiple occasions, I've been like, Jeff, Jeff, like Jeff presses on me and he was right. And, and that's why I love this. This was one where I really wore him out. And I couldn't believe that he didn't like this first record. Like, I was really into this first record. Um, Jeff, if you will give <laughs> yeah. the first, just give five seconds of Genius, which is my oh, favorite yeah. song on it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's
1: a great song. So, this is the here. guitar part. It's so good. Hold on a second. Here we go
0: that's so great got so my great. attention so and his like the singing and, yeah. and one of the things that's hard is that and just right the second and third records i mean it, first of all it's really hard to put out one good record and then it's it's especially hard to follow it. Um, the band that I have here, their second that I'm gonna pick here, it's their debut album this year, too. And their second album is not as good. It's just really, really hard to do it. Guitar parts are crisp, and the the singing in particular, though, he's got this round, yeah, mumbling, man, like uh like low moan to it. You know what I mean? Like oh, just, I love it. And when but then when he cuts loose, you can really hear the vetter comparison. But it's when he's choked in that I love it the most, like his his restrained parts on the verses are great
1: and there's a lot of great moments of restraint like holy rover Overcane it's all about tension and release molly's chambers same thing yep. it's a great it's a great record and you're right i just i don't i really it must have been it was a tough year for me too like this is the divorce year and uh um this is a feel good like have a good time record and i was not having a whole lot of good time in 2003 Fair. so right. i i, I could have just been that and uh and i you know, I was really happy to be able to go back and like this record. Like it made me really happy to rediscover it. And this is definitely a Ben victory for sure.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It's an like, old school, new school Southern rock record. Yeah, too. It's man. really got a lot of Southern rock flair to it, which made me happy. Yeah. It's like
1: Leonard Strokes, Skinner meets Pearl Jam. Like there's a whole bunch of really great ingredients in this record.
0: Play Bonnaroo is a tiny act in 2004. Headliner in
2: 2010. It's
0: there you awesome. go. There
2: you That's go. Fun. I remember reading like the New York Times you know, back in the day when I would get the the Sunday New York Times and they had a big article. Um, so as you were describing this this family and this Pentecostal minister, I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds really familiar. And I, I remember it from the article uh, more so than the music. So I've never I never bought the album. Oh, great article though. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I you know, you're not supposed to love the big
1: hits of a band that's like your cult band, but 2008, like that, you somebody song kicks ass. Yeah. I even I even really like Sex on Fire. Whenever that song comes on, I'm singing along. It's I'm sorry, stupid, this is a song but,
2: called Sex on Fire.
1: Yeah, and it's such a sing along. I mean, I've made an ass of myself. I'm sure at okay. many a red light, going like your sex is on fire. It's great. <laughs> it's great.
2: <laughs> All right. Nicely done. Ben Barton, what are you picking for 2003?
0: I'm picking my favorite album of 2003, even including the Outcast record. I almost chose my favorite song from this record for 2003. I'm super pleased to have the chance to choose it today. The Yeah, Yeah, Yes have put out two different EPs before 2003. They hook up with Dave, and they're getting a lot of buzz. They're a fantastic live act. There's a huge rush to try and sign them. They decline to sign. They decline to sign with a the label. They get Dave Sitek, who is not famous at all. This is of the soon to be TV on the radio fame, but not famous at all. He's just, he literally had like, like been a roadie and videotaped them on their tour on these EPs. They bring him into the studio. They just do it their own way. They're like, it's us, it's Sittek. we're going to record it. And they cut the entire record. And they're planning and putting it out on their shitty Chicago indie label. Interscope comes in, and is and this is again like Interscope. The same year that they're putting out Fifty Cent, the A and R guys at Interscope are like, "Listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna touch it. We're gonna put it out exactly the way you want. You have complete artistic control. Sign them. It's a gigantic hit. They are, I mean, medium sized hit. They uh, the Yeah Yeahs are the part of three different large-scale music trends in the early 2000s first weirdly uh they are a guitar drum only band karen o is the singer but that there are a trio where there's only two dudes who play instruments um there's the guitarist mark zinner and i can't remember the name of the drummer so they're they're actually in the same category as the black peas and the white stripes, wow. even though okay. they don't appear to be. Yeah, but they are because they don't have a bassist. And Jeff will know. First of all, Jeff will be mad because they don't have a bassist. But second, when you have just two two instruments, you've really got to fill a lot of space and you got to work super hard to do it. I don't get tired of doing it, which is why yeah. like the Black Keys records come with a bassist and a whole horn. By the time the Black Keys are done, they've got a horn section. It's like an orchestra just with them. It's like I need 38 so dudes behind me. I, I never, say, ever, they, ever, ever want to just carry everything myself. They, they should really be called All the Keys at this point, oh,
1: that band. They've got totally. like everybody up there.
0: They're right, like, no, they're they're like, like Stripes Fire. The White Stripes stayed a <laughs> duo, but I mean, but every other band that he was in was not a duo. Um, they are part of the New York Garage Rock. Or really, just basically, remember we've gone through these series where, like in Seattle, they signed everybody, in London, they signed everybody, New York, in the 2000 2003 range, they're signing every band that could play. So, is this yeah. like a Jet? No, 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 that's later. So, it's the, strokes, the strokes, Interpol. LCD Sound System, yep. Vampire Weekend, and the Yeah, Yeah, yes, all get signed and all put out records. Okay. And it's a little bit weird to group those because you're like, those actually don't seem like they're all the same bands. Um, but they are all from the same basic scene. They all get signed. And I guess I guess career-wise, Vampire Weekend is my favorite. This year-wise, though, it's definitely Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Like, I just thought this was fantastic. And they're female-fronted punk bands. Um, so they're right there with Slater-Kinney and La Tigre and the other things that are happening. Um, and it's actually a little bit more like the Tigre because it's really avant-garde as much as it is punk. So Karen O oh is um, half Korean, half American, born in South Korea, comes over here, goes to um, Oberlin. It's an Oberlin band. Two-thirds of the band is from Oberlin. And they're like weird art kids at Oberlin. Oh, yeah. She transfers to NYU, finds a third member of the band, hauls in the other dude from Oberlin, they come back and they're just doing this this crazy show. They're a legendary live act, which I sadly did not have a chance to see um, in their heyday. Uh, When you are a duo, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Um, The guitar and the drum both have to take up a lot of space. So one way you can do it is the black keys, white stripes way, which is where you just fuzz out the guitar and you just go maximalist in terms of the Led Zeppelin sound of it. It's like just a total blue sound where you're trying to play the bass and the guitar at the same time. The other way you can do it is you can, and I'm not saying this guy's the edge, I'm just saying you can do it the way U2 does it where you use technology to fill in the space. And that's what's so really, really, really amazing about this record. It has both. Um, There are are songs that are just these big, broad, banging um, sort of like guitar parts, but then there are other ones where he's using looping and he plays a guitar part and he plays another guitar part on top of it, he plays another guitar part on top of it, and that's how he fills all of the space. Um, And that's my favorite song. Maps is my favorite song from this record. Now Maps was is the song everybody's heard on this record. Okay. It wasn't released as a single to 2004. It's the third single off of this record, which is kind of insane. It was my favorite song immediately for a personal reason that I'm going to share. In 2003, our daughter Dahlia Claire is two turning into 3 and our daughter Georgia Poe is just born, it's her first year of life. It is also the beginning of India can political career. Hey, now. So we moved to Knoxville, Tennessee in 2001. We're there for two years. We've made some good friends. India's had a good time staying home. and But this is a bless her heart and no one could blame her. She was done staying home. She <laughs> yeah. had enough. She really badly wanted to get back to work. <laughs> um, and when we lived in Arizona, she went to Princeton for public policy school and then she worked for the legislature there. She was like, you know what? It's really hard to get anything done as a policy person. You know how you get things done is you get elected. You convince people, you get elected. Then you get to go in and and do the things that you want to do because you've actually convinced people that they're a good idea. Our local school board member retires. India Kincannon joins a six-person crowd to try and run for this seat, having lived in Knoxville, Tennessee for two years. Okay. She takes nine months and knocks on every door of every voter in this um in the 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 voting area like she was just she really got to every door oh dude she she they said so this is 2000 (laughs) this is 2002 and 2003 this is before obama runs she hires a data analyst she gets the data analyst to go to the election thing where nobody had ever heard of this with CDs and he burned discs of the voting registrations for everybody in the district and their voting history. Then she made the guy create an algorithm and put the people in order. She had a list of the voters in order from most likely to vote to least likely to vote. And she just went down that list and knocked on everybody. It was amazing. Just based on whether, not. Who
2: they voted for, but whether they actually got to the polls. Likely,
0: it's thing of it was a nonpartisan race, and and she, nobody knew who the hell she was, anyways. Yeah, uh, right. This, and it also was a less partisan time. Now she would have like now they sort it by by uh, likely voter, also. Yeah, right, right.
2: Huh.
0: Dude, she just worked and worked and worked and worked. It's an amazing story of triumph, and I am not trying to take that away. That being said, <laughs> that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love song between Karen O and her then boyfriend. Um, where he's in another band and he's getting signed and he's like really, really trying hard to make it in the music business. And she's trying to convince him that that's not the love that he he needs. And the chorus is, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Stay with me. That's the chorus of the song. And um, this is a song that just meant a lot to me that year. I listened to the song over and over and over again. Um, harsh, not just partially to come to grips with this, with India. Um, and I, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of it. I've been a pretty supportive um, political husband. And also I recognize that it makes her super happy. That being said, you know, it's hard. It's a yeah. hard thing to have uh, your spouse or anybody that you love be so outward outward focused um, and to share so much of their life energy and love with other people. Jeff, if you will start at minute one, of match right at 100, we'll get a verse, we'll get a chorus, and then you'll get this amazing bridge where you can hear the guitarist go.
1: Fever to Tell by the Yeah, Yeah, Yes,
0: you hear no bass at all, just guitar drums.
2: Made of, don't stress. she ever have to have a conversation with you like that was like hey you're not you're not supporting me enough in this
0: how dare you Tiffany no the short answer to that is no i've been pretty good all the way along yeah she would have to have conversations with me like you're wearing yourself out you're you, you need to like take it slow like some of the times that i was trying to be supportive i would tip over into being just in a full lather yeah yeah um, yeah but it is
2: because my wife is academic dean, and she puts herself out there, and she's you know helping to run a school. And I'm like, why don't you just you know, come back and just be just be a classroom teacher, and uh, you know, oversee uh, croquet in the afternoons or something like that. We actually don't have a croquet team. That's the joke. Um, but she has. But as you did,
1: somehow one of the two of you would be in charge of it for uh- sure.
2: But she has a wonderful ambition and she has wonderful gifts that she thinks should be shared and that need to be shared in order for the school to be the best it can be. And it's like, yeah, how can you, how can you not support that? It's hard. Cause what I know
0: the actual, the harder one, and now we're really getting to the personal, but um, when she decided to run for mayor, that was a tough conversation to have with our daughters.
2: Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah.
0: Our daughters were in high school. And uh, my younger daughter's a big introvert, and she was like the first person who's like, "I hear your mom's running for mayor. I'm just gonna crawl under my desk." Um, and my older daughter it was your senior year, and she was like, "I just assume, you know, you're not doing this for my senior year." And it was an amazing conversation. I, and um, I was like, "Look, I want to, I want to make sure that you understand that we, we hear you, um, but I also want you to want to be clear, and I'm gonna say with my outside voice, like." she can't these things these opportunities don't come every year right, she can't run right next year she can't run when you graduate i mean she could but yeah. i mean like she's got a chance to be mayor of knoxville tennessee right now it's her dream job yeah and listen if when if and when it's your time with your dream you tell us and i've got your back i'll do whatever you need but right. that's, that goes for everybody in the family you know what i mean um and so we just had a really good for me it was a really good conversation
2: my dream is you not is you stop playing radiohead forever <laughs> that's that my dream ah <laughs> uh, good stuff ben jeff what do you got to say
1: uh i mean what else is there to say i like this record a lot i liked uh it's blitz even the third one where she are squishing the egg on the yeah, cover that's i mean i this, this is a good band um i actually randomly saw them too ben uh was oh, that
0: true where did you see them
1: at the bfd like they used to do this big uh let's have 47 bands at shoreline. They can each play for 15 minutes, you know, at, uh, at the start off the summer. And, huh. uh, it so was it
0: 2004. Yeah, start? it
1: was this year and, or the next year, like the summer they toured this, yeah. they were great. They were, the, I, they were the one of the few things I remember about that day. I mean, they were yeah. great. Um, and there's, like you said, uh, you know, I, I, there was a point in the duo thing where the absence of low end was just cantankerous. Like, There was that mini moment where like, I mean, and as a bass player, like I went to plenty, I started hearing about all these sessions where like, you know, they're not going to bring a bass player because it needs to sound modern. And uh, the difference between sounding modern and sounding shitty, uh, for me, like the low, there's a reason we all love the low end, like it completes the sound. So I'm happy that we've moved through that moment. In record production, oh, but yeah, it's not dude, like they more
0: with the basis now. Yeah,
1: of course they do because you know partly because they probably have hearing loss and they need it. I mean that's the other thing that I think is so funny It's like, as you get older, you can't hear as much on the high end. So like, we better put something in there that my ears can still hear. And So you put in a low end, you know, like uh, you know, uh, legacy uh, rock bands sound more and more and more boomy as they get deafer and deafer. You know? That is brilliant.
2: What? A, yeah, what a, I don't
0: mean to like I. I First of all, let me just say, Karen O's great. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics are amazing. Her voice is beautiful. She's the front to the band, so I'm not trying to say that it's the guitarist band. That being said, he's not technically amazing. And no, yet but he's he is super innovative, especially super on this record. This is one of the things that's harder. Why the second and the third aren't quite as good is like it's, it's only so many different ways you can ring notes out of that instrument. You know what I mean? And it, yep. this this album is really, really super. the 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 first song of the record, "Rich," like. The beginning of that song is like, oh, like the first ten seconds of this record, I was like, in, in, in. Where do I sign?
1: Yeah, that's really true. Here, let's give everybody that too. Here we go. Uh, Let me give you these are harmonics on the guitar. Yeah, this is great. This is so fun. I mean, how? What a great start to a record for sure and all true.
0: of the drum parts are like that too and the reason why is it's you got to do the Keith Moon thing because you got to fill up so much space yeah you know man I mean there's just like a lot of room for the drummer to meander
2: all right um let's bring this probably to a close because I have to I'm the one that has to freaking listen to us uh no no hour. no
1: there's no listening like you're gonna you're gonna no, print they, no you're gonna print and
2: upload there's Boom. been a couple of coughs. I have to go back and get rid oh, of. Those that's those it's an audio coughs.
1: verite, man.
2: People are going to feel your illness. That's I right.
1: I protest any edits, ladies that's, and gentlemen. You're going to get. A, we really promise warts and all,
2: and we're 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 giving by, warts. By the way, COVID negative. Uh, I wanted to make sure everyone knew I did take a COVID test because I was like, oh my god, this is it. Um, no, uh, but but a doctor who is a. Um, a mother of one of my players on the volleyball team, she's like, influenza is going around. So I'm kind of like the Grammys, I'm behind in the ah, time. Have yeah.
1: any of the three of us had COVID? I can't remember.
0: Nope. So that's yet. interesting. that's a knock on
1: wood. Hey, 40, on. 43% of America has now had COVID. So uh, it's huh. statistically unusual that the podcast with three members would not have at least one of us, so.
2: All right, well, let's- um... What's your record, baby? So here's here's the thing, guys. It, uh, over our time together, I, I noticed that sometimes um, you don't like clever. You don't like mid tempo. Uh oh, Jeff, you keep mentioning a word. Uh, is it twee that you mentioned? Yes. Well, how do we define twee?
1: Twee is something that's precious for the sake of being precious.
2: Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm a little nervous about what I'm about to roll out to all of you. You know what we could do? We could we could do it like a um um like what do you do with your therapist? Word association. Ready? So I'll just say a word, and you guys say the first word to come to mind. Okay? Like let's let's uh let's practice. Ready?
1: You think that's what therapy is? By the way, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm playing that's, word association.
2: So I'm gonna. <laughs> that's say, the best
1: part of the whole pod. That's the header. <laughs>
2: i'm gonna say ready one two three sun moon
0: mother (laughs) they're all gonna be mother for me tim you said it was therapy
2: (laughs) um all right the shins albuquerque Okay, it, we're going. Is the shins the, your band? The shins. Shoots, There's nothing wrong with that choice. Yeah, I know. Jeff likes the shins. Too narrow. Let's go with the, the first song, Kissing the Lip. Shoots Too Narrow by The Shins. Called to see if your back was still aligned on your sheets. We're growing grass all on the corners of your bed But you got too much to wear on your sleeves It has too much to do with me And secretly I want to bury in the yard The grey remains of a friendship
0: scar
1: This is my favorite Shins record by a lot. I know the O Inverted World is the one that made their bones and has the biggest hits. Right. But this one, this one's a little bit more up tempo and takes, puts some electric guitar in, and then they drop off a cliff for me. I did not like the third and fourth records nearly yeah. as much. I don't even so. know
2: what they are
1: wincing the night away and i think it's called port of morrow is the fourth record
2: i'm trying to figure <laughs> out how i came to this band I, I... garden
1: state you came to this band from the movie garden state oh I would guess. i loved garden state see i and that's my that one killed me i did not like that movie and i was so annoyed by the use of shin's music in it that it kind of turned me off the band but when i first heard this record independent of that movie i i did think it was really good okay But that Garden State movie really irritated me. You you were a fan, huh? Why didn't you like it? I thought it was a little twee. (laughs) I'll be honest. Isn't that the one that has the big, got gerbils running all around the room and a big giant track in one scene? Like, every scene's got something in the background that means something. And a lot of cleverness. A lot. Very clever. clever. And I like Zach Braff. I don't have a problem with him, but
2: uh, I did not like that movie. Uh, Ben Barn, what do you think of The Shins?
0: Uh, wait, you're muted. Still muted. Still muted. Like <laughs> the movie, like this record, they fell off a cliff after this record. Um, that's where I'm at. All right. Look at that. Yeah. Wonder,
2: Wonder Twins activate. Um. Do they have anything to do with the Postal Service? No. I
1: don't think so. Do you mean if, the U.S. Postal Service or that, that band? Or the, 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 band the band. The <laughs>
2: band. Are they, uh, they not? No, one of the guys? Oh. Oh. Okay, that's I'm Death
1: not. Cab. Isn't Death Cab for Cutie connected to the Postal Service? I think
2: I associate all that. Like, I There's Death a reason. Cab and Postal Service and the Shins. Yeah, they're all. That's all. Bell and all Sebastian. It. They're all in there together for me. <laughs> it's like a big orgy. Travis. <laughs> Rilo Kiley, except for without Jenny Lewis. Uh, all right. Have we covered everything we need to cover about 2003? I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, pretty good. Good. Tim,
2: you did so well. You, you sounded really well coherent
1: done, and cogent. I'm Way to go.
2: Go take am, a.
1: Am, now, am I correct that we're actually going to try to do one of these while Ben is in Copenhagen? Yeah. So when
2: do you fly out, Ben?
0: Thursday.
2: And so Sunday night.
0: Which is Sunday what morning, Tuesday afternoon for Ben.
1: How the hell are we going to figure that out? Seven.
0: It'll be like it'll be like nine p.m. or eight p.m. my time, Copenhagen. 1 p.m. Tim's time, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. my time.
2: time. All right, we can but make let, that work. Let's let's make sure though. Like we will easily take a week off, Uh, and our listeners will understand. So if you guys are doing something super fun and it's family time, uh, please do not interrupt. Well,
1: when is the Nomo reservation?
0: That's Saturday afternoon. We're going. So, to all right, Saturday so lunch. you'll
1: have gone to Saturday Nomo. Lunch.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I'll have. That's my family.
1: only requirement is that I'll we get have a, a Nomo full explanation. Update.
0: And by the it, way, it's Noma. I'm a little concerned. Let's just get the pronunciation <laughs> correct, friends.
2: <laughs> tell ah, ah.
0: Tell Noma, we'll give them a little bit, a bit of a plug.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, you might be able to get like a free dessert, like little a little appetizer. piece, of, a little
1: extra cheesecake, or whatever they serve there. It'll be like a gold leaf. It'll be like a um. It'll be like a infused like squid floating in perfume. I'm pretty sure there's going to be no
0: free dessert. I don't think I they're going to give me a free dessert. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm excited that they But you know re- what? The, I'm hoping, my hope is that there's an all-you-can-eat soft serve thing, like Golden Corral, <laughs> so I can get, really get it on. Get it, Ben. Get it all. No, Ma. No, That's
1: ma. actually, that's my 2004 story. That's my favorite story from being on tour. It was 2004, and we were in an all we were in a hometown buffet in Kansas. All-you-can-eat. And the kid in front of me at the soft serve- just was like and he had like a giant plate from the from the steak bar and he's just going and going he's making like a giant mound of ice cream and his dad comes up and i'm waiting for the dad to say what you expect boy what are you doing instead he put his hand on the kid's shoulder said
0: that's right boy get it (laughs) get it all I thought for sure you were going to tell the story, that the the mirror story, to my buddies and I going to Golden Corral, third year of law school, oh. where my friend Ashby put his head under the machine <laughs> yeah, and put no. the ice cream in his face, and we got booted. That'll okay. do it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's why we're an educational
2: podcast to make sure people. Oh. That at Corral. <laughs> I forgot All right, that. gentlemen. Have a great, great night. Well done, fellas. Have fun in
1: Denmark. Hey, no. safe travels. Indeed, love y'all. Hey, if you, love you y'all. want to bring that boyfriend on as a guest, you uh, you feel free.
0: Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews.
1: Hear the culture.
0: Electric acid. Electric acid.